On this episode, we're going to talk about how to set a goal for 2023 and make sure that you achieve it. I can't wait to see what you do. And my favorite part of this exercise, by the way, is thinking about who you need to become in order to achieve your goal. I've created a whole workbook for you for this episode. This is a great resource and you do not want to miss it. Grab yours at stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 25. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their careers and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposefully create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, getting clarity on how we're creating our experience of our lives, how we're conspiring to keep ourselves stuck, identifying and articulating what it is that we really want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. On this episode, we're planning for 2023 and we are planning for 2023 by setting a goal. I have to tell you, I love this stuff. It's so fun. On this episode, I'm going to be walking you through a workbook that I created to help you get clear around your goal and how you're going to achieve it. You'll want to download yours for all the relevant questions and prompts and give yourself some time to work through it. But today, I'll give you some background into why this workbook includes the things that it does, as it's a little bit different from the usual New Year's resolution fair. So why set a goal in the first place? Setting a goal can be anxiety-provoking, and it can produce pressure. So why do it? For one, when you set a goal and your mind starts exploding with all of the reasons why it won't work, it's really a window into what's going on in your mind. I've mentioned previously on the podcast that one of my goals for 2023 is to lose weight. Now, I'm not going to tell you my weight. And I've already begun losing weight since the end of November when I started a new program. But I am going to use my weight loss goal as our illustration about goal setting for the purposes of this podcast. So the first goal that I set was to lose seven pounds by January 1st, 2023. When I set that goal, immediately I started thinking these thoughts. That's not really reasonable. You have a work conference for six of those days and you can't really expect not to gain weight over those days. I lost weight, by the way. It's the holidays. You don't want to miss out. You should just start fresh on January 1st. If you don't meet your goal, it'll discourage you and you'll be off on the wrong foot. Who tries to lose weight over the holidays anyway? And unveiling those thoughts was actually a part of the very reason for stating the goal. To make very explicit for me everything that I think is going to get in the way of my goal. One of the steps to working on a goal that I'm going to share with you today is going to use this information. It helps me just to see what's going on in there. When I just loosely think, well, I'd like to lose some weight over a period of time, it doesn't really matter when, I don't have the benefit of pulling all of the stuff in my own mind to the surface. Another reason that it's so helpful to set an explicit goal is that as you'll likely see today, as we talk through this process, setting a goal and pursuing it is a skill. 
the type of work that I need to do to meet my weight goal will also serve me in other goals. And most importantly, setting a goal and going after it allows me to see and develop trust with myself that I will do what I say I'm going to do. I follow through on my commitments. Again, this is something that sets me up for success in all areas of my life. So, first things first, you're going to define the goal. And more importantly, you're going to get very clear on why it is that you want to achieve this goal. So me, defining my goal. I want to lose what will be a total of 40 pounds by June 1st, 2023. Why do I want to achieve this goal? What I'm looking for here is one or more very compelling rationales that I can turn my mind to when work towards the goal gets tough or when I want to throw in the towel. So one of the reasons that I want to lose weight is to be healthier. But as true as that is, that doesn't feel like a wildly compelling rationale that's going to make me want to put down that scoop of chocolate fudge. And it's interesting because I've coached at least a couple of other women regarding weight loss. And this thought of I want to be healthier is something that comes up as a rationale for weight loss fairly often. That's what we're all thinking, right? That's the real reason we want to lose weight is to be healthier. But in all of those cases, it really didn't work great in the moment as a compelling rationale. It doesn't mean it isn't important. It's just something interesting to observe as you're looking for your why. So that in mind, so what are some other reasons that I want to lose weight? To feel good in my body. I don't like the way I feel after eating sugar. To feel good in my clothes. I certainly don't feel good in my clothes when they're too tight and I'm self-conscious about it. One very compelling reason is that I want to look good. I'm 43 and I want to look really good at this stage in my life. Some other reasons that are pretty compelling to me are that I've been worried about my weight in one way or another for now over 20 years, and I'm tired of it and have better things to do with my time and energy. It can help when you're thinking about your compelling rationale to think about more, quote, near-term reasons you want your goal. Looking good in a swimsuit next summer feels a whole lot closer to me than the vague, although very important, health benefits of losing weight. Sometimes the goals that we're embarrassed to say, the petty ones, like looking good, are actually pretty important to us. It also helps to have a few different reasons in your arsenal. There are times when the idea of not being worried about losing weight anymore is a much more compelling reason for me than looking good in a swimsuit. And perhaps if I'm sitting in the doctor's office, my long-term health goal is actually the one that's more compelling in that moment. Another question is, what are the knock-on effects of losing weight? That is, what are the sort of secondary gains that I might experience as a result of losing weight that also make it a more compelling goal? I might reduce my time running. That would feel pretty good. I'd need to buy new clothes. That would be fun. If I get in better shape, maybe my husband will want to follow suit. That'd be good for both of us. And it might even be something that we could do together. I think about the time and mental space I would get back from just not being worried about losing weight anymore. But you see my point now. Articulate a clear, measurable goal with an end date and identify a series of compelling reasons, both 
nearer in the future and further out. And be sure to consider those knock-on effects. Step two, articulate the plan. So often when we're pursuing a goal, we brace ourselves for the specific things that we're hoping don't happen to derail us. It's like we're holding our breath, hoping the inevitable doesn't go wrong. Instead of taking that approach, we're going to look for the biggest obstacles to our success and create a specific plan to address those. The things that usually get in our way become our milestones. First, I'm going to look to some of those thoughts that came up for me when I set my first seven pounds by January 1st, 2023 goal. What were those again? At a work conference for six days. It's the holidays. I don't want to miss out or be a drag. I don't want to not meet my goal and get discouraged. That's just a couple of them. What are some obstacles that come to mind as I think about 40 pounds by June 1st? Traveling a lot in the spring for work? I know that I like to eat or drink as a way of de decompressing from stressful days, and I anticipate some stressful days. So I'll come up with strategies for these particular problems that I've identified. To give you an example, I'll look at that work conference I had for six days in December. I actually lost weight over the course of a work conference without feeling deprived. And it was because I planned in advance and I thought very specifically about how I wanted to feel at that conference. What we were doing required a lot of focus and critical thinking, and I wanted to be sure I didn't feel sluggish in the afternoon. Considering that caused me to make different food choices than I would have made if I hadn't brought that to mind. There were snacks and treats everywhere. Donuts, brownies, popcorn. But if I'd been indulging in sugar, it would have made me feel kind of gross in my body and sleep would have been harder. And that would have actually made what was a stressful few days worse. So this kind of proactive thinking allowed me to turn those six days into an opportunity to really take care of myself by eating effectively to fuel how I wanted to feel and show up. I can do the same thing when I think about my work travel in the spring. And honestly, after this experience at the conference, I'm so much more likely to believe that I can do that. Progress and accountability. How will you create a plan to be accountable? One of the byproducts of pursuing a goal is learning to trust yourself. Saying that you're going to do something and then following through on what it is that you say you're going to do. This is a skill and is transferable to other areas of your life. Learning how to keep yourself accountable in one area allows you to keep yourself accountable in other areas. So how will I be monitoring my progress and keeping myself accountable? I told you I joined the Naturally Thin for Life coaching program. The program has structure for accountability built into it. I have daily worksheets that I use to check in not only on what I'm eating and my actual weight, but also by observing about how I feel in my body. I can also get written or live coaching when I need it for more support. Something I don't usually do that I've done this time is tell trusted friends that I'm on a weight loss journey. And now I can't believe it, but I've told you about it too. No doubt, part of what will allow me to be successful will be this process of going through working on this goal in full view of you all. 
So how can you build in accountability? Do you benefit from external accountability, like a friend to report into? Or does internal accountability work more for you? What about keeping some type of journal or log? Noting and celebrating your successes. We talked in episode 23 about why celebrating success is so important. It focuses your brain, which has a negativity bias, on the good. It actually corrects for your negativity bias to give you a more accurate picture of your progress. And successes provide you with evidence and data, and celebrating actually feels good. So actually weighing gives me the opportunity to celebrate when the scale's moving in the right direction. And I'm going to be purposeful and decide up front that I'm celebrating every five pounds. I'm so wired to want be just one who presses on, keeps going, and then you can celebrate when you've gotten to the very end. But I'm going to very intentionally be sure that I celebrate every five pounds along this journey. Have you ever seen a pound of fat? Our family friend when I was growing up had a model of a pound of fat. It is gross. And I'm here to tell you that losing five pounds is totally worth celebrating. But there will be other things that I choose to celebrate on this journey as well. I'm going to celebrate things like learning how to tune in more effectively to what my body needs and eat accordingly. I've been eating at a specific time and to a specific amount for years. And honestly, it's had very little to do with whether or how hungry I was and more to do with whether or not it was mealtime. And since I cook for two, my portion was just half of what I made. I'm going to celebrate learning to listen to my body's hunger and satisfaction levels and simply eating accordingly. I'm also going to celebrate when I find things that work for me. Naturally Thin for Life puts the responsibility on me to figure out what and how much I'm going to eat. So I'm also going to be learning what foods feel good in my body and what foods don't feel as good. I'm going to celebrate this learning. And I want to do less snacking, so I'll celebrate my progress there as well. In short, when we raise our insulin levels and have insulin circulating in our blood all the time, this keeps us hungry and it doesn't allow our body to effectively use our fat stores. I've been a big grazer my entire life. Just eat a little here, eat a little later, have a little snack here, some grapes out of the fridge there. But what I'm beginning to observe is that my body actually feels better when I don't eat between meals. Whatever your goal is, what are some incremental steps of progress or side effects of your goal that you can celebrate? And how will you celebrate? It doesn't need to be anything elaborate. Acknowledgement or recognition goes a long way. But for some ideas, check out episode 23. Setbacks and other learning opportunities. The path to success is paved with failure. We may actually learn more from our failures than from our successes. But high achievers, we don't like failure. We want to get it right the first time. We like streaks and successes. So how can you plan in advance to learn when things don't go well? For me, part of my journey is to begin to really develop a much better understanding of my own body and how it responds. I'll be researching me. So on those weeks when I don't lose weight, or I don't follow through on what I had planned to eat, or I eat well past the point of being satisfied, 
I'm not going to beat myself up for those things. I'm going to mine those experiences for data that can help me understand what works for me. I'm committed to losing weight, but I am not committed to doing so perfectly. And the things that I learn when things don't go well, when I take a trip and come home weighing more than I did when I left, those are going to give me insight into how to make my weight loss effective and permanent. Be kind. Something else that I want to urge you to consider as you plan for your 2023 goals is how to be kind to yourself in pursuit of them. We want to push ourselves and set a fire under our asses and give ourselves a kick in the butt and all of those other things. We think that's how we get things done. But when we're harsh and judgmental with ourselves, we make critical thinking much harder and we make change harder. You do attract more flies with honey, even when you are the fly. Be kind to yourself and allow yourself to pursue your goals without beating yourself up to spur yourself along. This too, moving forward, pursuit of a goal from a place of compassion, it's also a skill and one worth learning. All right, I would love to know what your goal is. Drop me a comment about your goals in my post on Instagram about this episode. That's Stephanie Lee Coaching on Instagram. And don't forget to download the workbook. It's stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 25. It will guide you through these steps and more. Would you like help setting your goals for 2023? Let's work on it together. If this work lights you up, you may be a candidate for one of the one-on-one coaching packages that I'm opening up in January 2023. Coaching one-on-one with me offers you the opportunity to truly invest in yourself and the creation of the second half of your life. We'll uncover how you're keeping yourself stuck. We'll look at patterns that you have that are creating burnout and overwhelm and what to do about them so that you even have the energy to think meaningfully about your life. We'll take a look at the story that you tell about your life and see where it's serving you and where it's not. And where you want to, we'll rewrite it together. We'll clean out all of the junk so that you can get clear about what it is you want for the second half of your life. We can't go after goals that we don't know we have. So we're going to figure out what those things are that you really want. I'm only offering a few of these one-on-one coaching slots. All of them are going to be a weekend afternoon, 24 sessions over the course of six months. If this sounds like exactly what you need to wake up to your life, let's get to work. Go to my website at stephanieleecoaching.com. I have some slots reserved for the first couple of weekends in January for discovery calls for these coaching packages. They're going to go quickly. So if this is something you're interested in, go ahead and sign up. If the times on my calendar don't work for you, let's chat. Email me at hello at stephanieleecoaching.com and we'll find a time that does. Thanks for sticking with me through the 25th episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast and our last episode for 2022. I do hope you'll join me back here on your favorite podcast player for our first episode of 2023. Before you listen, please do like and subscribe. Tell your friends. And if you are enjoying the podcast, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to find the show. And I so appreciate it. Have a great week. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye.